save me But you appear like a lightning bolt Maybe you're a wizard Cause you're busy, busy, busy It's magic in your rhythm Like a shockwave to my system
Omniverse is a collaboration and simulation platform. Uh, Omniverse and Machinima, they're part of this big ecosystem. The marbles are basically being driven by like a lever system and then the gear kind of hooks the marble that has just come in. It's like, I was like, wow, like how did you even think of that? <laughs> Very fascinating. <laughs> And as we move forward with Omniverse, I'm really excited to see how things go because... What's crazy about this is that you're not even in the same office right now. That's right. That's the beauty of uh, the RTX renders. It actually makes lighting your scene fun. It is Mm. an absolute joy. Our engineers and everyone working on it are trying their best to make this essentially simulate reality. Our goal is to keep building a platform that can serve users the best into what they're doing today, but also what they're what they're going to be doing tomorrow. Hi, omnivores! <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. We are. I I love these guys. These group of developers are so much fun, and I I love having them on. Uh, We're going to talk about the Blast uh, extension and kind of focus on uh, Flow, what it is, and and the fun things that you can do with it. Um, A lot of this is a technology preview, so I want to make sure you guys know that uh, we are... uh, working on a lot of this but you guys get like a sneak peek into some of the great things that we'll be adding to omniverse really soon um so (laughs) without further ado i want to uh introduce to you uh my co-host and community buddy edmar (laughs) edmar do you want to say hi Hey everybody! Um, this is awesome because this is these guys were part of one of our most popular live streams on destruction. So if anyone saw saw that, so this is a continuation kind of of that. Uh, but in terms of announcements, uh, I want to shout out something that Wendy just did. Uh, for anyone who is uh, not able to watch live streams regularly and their preferred uh, method of of getting that information is through podcasts, we are now on rss.com. So you can search for Nvidia Omniverse and uh, all of our uh, recent live streams and upcoming live streams will be available available for listening on podcasts. So thank you, Wendy. That's awesome. <laughs> and on the second part of that, Wendy has also been working on upgrading our live stream software and hardware. As we always talk about, we're always trying to improve it. We have a big improvement coming, uh, a full <laughs> dedicated live stream server. So you uh, hopefully this stream goes smoothly, but uh, if not, just uh, be ready for the next ones to, uh, to get much better with our dedicated equipment coming. So thanks for everybody's patience on that. And, uh, with that, um, I'll pass it back to you. Really excited about today. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Um, so before we get started, um, I, I'd like to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what is Blast? Uh, and uh, for that, I'm going to direct it to that question to you, Brian, since uh, you are the, sure. <laughs> the Blast creator. Uh, originally, yeah, back when we uh, started developing Blast uh, a few years back, um, it's a destruction library we developed here at NVIDIA. Uh, it had some, um, you know, some goals in mind uh, of uh, being um, very, um, uh, you know, lightweight, low level, flexible, that sort of thing. Um, sort of, a, you know, wanted to be sort of a programmer's dream. And then on top of that, we would add layers that would make it 
useful to uh, to everybody. Um, so we developed that a few years back, like I said, but then when Omniverse uh, started to become a thing um, and Eric came on board, uh, we became partners in crime and decided to uh, um, create um, an extension, a blast extension for Omniverse. And uh, yeah, it, um, it's, uh, uh, so far, we've been uh, the Blast SDK is its own thing. Lives as a library. It can it has a bunch of capabilities. Authoring it's got a pretty very uh, powerful set of uh, uh, computational geometry uh, tools. Um, it's also uh, it does prefracture, but it also has a capability of runtime fracture, which we haven't introduced yet, but we hope to at some point. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah. So in the last uh, last stream, uh, you know, we were able to. If you hadn't seen it, uh, we we uh, sort of it was a coming out party, sort of for Glass uh, <laughs> and Omniverse, and we, uh, you know, it it was finally able to. Uh, we were able to show it off. We felt it was uh, at, at a point where it would be useful to developers, and they can get their hands on it. And uh, as you mentioned, a lot of the stuff we have now is is, you know. It's very cutting edge, uh, but there's some really cool new features, and we wanted to show it off to people. Um, they can expect right around the corner. Oh including, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Uh, if you have not played with Blast, you have to. Uh, throw your models in there, cut them into pieces, blow them up as many times as you want. You guys got to try this. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, a particular aspect of uh, Blast called Flow. And I want to introduce you guys to Andrew, who is the, I, I mean, he's, he basically wrote the entire <laughs> flow system uh and i love this guy i worked with him for uh several years uh andrew would you like to talk about uh flow and give us a little overview on it sure um so so the the foundation of flow is all about sparse voxel grids so um nvidia has had a very long history of doing fluid sims for both gas and liquids um, some of the older stuff, we would either do particles or we would do uh, static grids. So we'd have to, you know, keep the effect within a certain region. Um, and, and so the big change that Flow's brought is to get us to um, GPU-accelerated sparse voxel grids. Um, and uh, right now, Flow focuses primarily on fire and smoke. And in this case, we're also going to use it some for dust. Um, That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And That's uh, awesome. I know people have I know people have asked about liquid stuff. That's um, something we've done a lot more with physics. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because you know when you think about flow, you kind of think of water, but it's actually the those simulations uh, of those uh, particles, <laughs> or Right, so Flow's doing doing voxels. So the voxels kind okay. of stay they stay in one position in space, and we we model the the quantities moving through them, but they they stay put. Okay. Um, and then you know for like physics, liquids today are are particle based, so then the particles move as like little parcels of liquid moving along. That is so cool. And, and there is a lot. So a lot of people have asked actually about uh, fluid. So this, this show is not about that. But I will tell you, because I've been answering a lot of those questions uh, after talking to a team, there's a lot of work happening right now for fluid simulation, currents, and things like that. And we're going to do a future pi uh, future live stream and podcast <laughs> on, uh, on that topic. And as soon as we have a great tutorial, we'll post it, of course, 
on our channels. Uh, but yeah, that stuff is coming. Uh, it's getting better and better, and the, the team is hard at work. We know it's a pretty high requested feature. We've seen some cool kind of prototypes from the community, so we're going to be um, uh, helping those uh, you know, further. Yeah, we we have a high standard uh, before we send those out to the public. Um, we have a great QA team, quality assurance team. Um, and if they don't like it, it doesn't go through. <laughs> so when this stuff is going to be shipped to public, it's going to work. You guys are going to love it. Um, so there is something else that I want to talk about, um, which is very exciting for, uh, well, people like me with, that I, do, I don't program a whole lot, um, but uh, I'm going to switch it over to Eric. He's going to talk about uh, a new feature we're working on called OmniGraph. So Eric, do you want to give us like a quick overview of that? Yeah, so OmniGraph, like you said, is for it's a tool that's aimed at kind of the non-programmer, somebody who is very visually oriented, but not as much like code technically minded. Um, if you're familiar with shader editors and similar kind of visual scripting languages, you'll be very familiar with kind of the look of it. You, the idea is to encapsulate functionality into little pockets, and then you connect those together and you can snap them together in different ways to make different behavior. Um, and it just, it gives you a very kind of interactive way to do authoring, which is why I'm excited to show how Blast is, is using it. We're one of the early adopters of it. Um, we were asked to you know, try to, to jump in the deep end. As OmniGraph is being developed, we're trying to use it um, to extend Blast. And really, out of the gate, once we got the functionality going, I could see, oh, yeah, this, this makes it a lot more fun and intuitive to author something that's destructible. It gives me a lot more fine-tuned control over the look and the output of it. So I'm, I'm excited to show it off. I hope people really enjoy it. Um, and then also getting to kind of preview OmniGraph before it's real like official unveiling is is pretty special so hope you enjoy <laughs> yeah i can't wait um and of course uh i i've named him the master of disaster paul <laughs> you uh, we love you we're we're using you to uh basically um follow follow the devs instructions live uh, <laughs> and take a look at blast and and flow and and all the fun things you can do with that so paul you muted just so you know there you go sorry there you go that. there he is there we go. <laughs> hey i live Yay. so yeah cool i'm excited <laughs> So okay, so do you want to? So we're going to start with uh, Paul. You want to start with sharing? Uh, well, actually, you're already sharing it. I think I see. I'm already sharing. Okay, I'm so ready you're ready to go. I'm just going to kill my Discord. And... So anyone who's uh, watching or listening uh, live, uh, post your questions in the chat, whether you're on YouTube or on Twitch. Uh, I'll be watching. That's why you see me kind of go off screen for uh, frequently. I'm looking at the chat, so let me know, and I'll I'll shout those as a developer. I see we got a couple of uh, fans, including uh, Jay Selena from JS Films. Hey. What's going on, Jay? Hey, Jay. Uh, he's actually, he has a question that might be good for you guys, actually. Jay's been doing, working on a, a movie with uh, Unreal and Omniverse. Um, and he's asking if it's possible to get a muzzle flash flow template. So he wants a, he wants a nice muzzle flash. <laughs> you, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. I think we need one. But we, we actually encountered that issue uh, when we were building this scene that you'll see towards the end. Um, we solved it in a couple different ways, but 
Um, but we didn't actually use flow for the muzzle flash. Um, we actually just ended up doing a little video editing to solve it. Uh, but that was mostly due to time constraints. So it could be done. It needs to be done. Um, it just, it's definitely a little tricky. So um, I can let Andrew speak if he'd like to say anything more on that. Do you? Andrew? Yeah, it's, it's it's something we've been we've been talking about trying to find a, a good way to do it. Um, it's so the problem with things like like muzzle flashes and and um, you know cannon fire and stuff is that the the fluid flow happens incredibly fast right at the beginning of the firing, like sometimes even like supersonic, but then it almost immediately goes to like subsonic, just blowing away in the wind. Um, and so, you know, right now, flow by default just wants to like run at 60 frames a second for all of that, um, but that that doesn't that doesn't work for effects that are that fast. So, um, we've been thinking about you know, uh, flow has like a has the nano VDB emitter now, where we could potentially uh, capture the initial part of the fire in kind of slow mo, and then play it back at full speed as a VDB emitter and then have the actual the slower parts of it the blowing away in the wind happen live at 60 frames a second um, so that you can not only have the wind but other objects flying around also still interact with it so we've been, we've been kind of brainstorming ways you can can deal with that um, I think I think in all cases we can definitely do it with a VDB playback um, we'll, we'll talk about some of the rendering on that today. One thing we're still waiting for is to get um, emissive support in our path trace volumes. And once we have that, there'll be a lot that we can do with it. That's awesome. All right. Thank you so much. And wider than oh. that, you've talked about expanding the flow template library to have a lot more examples for people to work from, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's something that's that's definitely on the to-do list is to get more more templates in general, um, and probably get up to the point where we have a more of a browser instead of just you know a handful of items in the menu. Some design All right. work, yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess I should just get going here if that's okay with yeah, you guys. Sounds like that question's right. answered. Okay, so what I want to start with is the probably the most important thing. Um, when you try to do this, you're going to need some extensions to be turned on. Um, the extensions will be found in your extensions manager. Uh, the first one you'll definitely need is blast destruction. I think in create now that comes by default on, so you might not need to enable that one, but check for it, make sure it is enabled. Okay, and again, you just select, click enable, and you can tell it to auto load. This must be automatically loading anyway, because yeah, it, it came loaded, so. It's, um, it's a featured. It's a featured so, yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, so it always comes installed. Uh, then we need, um, well, if you're doing any kind of movie work, you'll need sequence editor. So you'll need the sequencer window and the sequence editor. So you'll need that. And what is the other one that you need, um, Eric? For the flow There's stuff, you need flow, right? Article, well, yeah, for you'll need flow you USD for, turned on. For what we're doing with OmniGraph, um, we're using some of the nodes out of the particle system bundle. It's not strictly required. We're just using that as a way to generate a, a cloud of points to to do inputs to fracture. If anybody saw the last video, you can manually do much the same stuff um, by using the blast property panel. But there, you're just setting a number of Voronoi sites, and you don't really have control over the distribution. So one of the 
the features about using OmniGraph is now you just send it the points that you want. If you want to hard code them, that's fine. If you want like this, we're using the particle system has a scatter within a mesh feature or a node. So we're going to use that to scatter points and use that to drive the fracture. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. So once you have those extensions installed, um, you should be pretty much ready to rock. Um, and then you just are going to go into your OmniGraph. Well, let's just explain what he was just explaining. So uh, as if you didn't see the last video um, or the last webinar, what you would do is you would grab this horse, right? And then you'd say fracture selected. And then it would be static, right? Like whatever it fractures as. And, and you, could, you could author it kind of nicely. But let's say you wanted to change the impact point or something. Well, that's a little more difficult. Now you're going to be starting to delete stuff and making a big pain of it all, right? So that's what basically the old... The view real quick? Yeah, I can do it. So if I hit Fracture Selected here, that's right? True. And then I go to Explode Volume, right? First of all, I have very little control over it. Now there's ways I can control it by doing like lower numbers in the beginning and then selecting and then fracturing that one up a little more and then finding the ones that I want and keep fracturing down. Sorry, but that's a lot of work. Sorry. I'm sorry, let me stop you there. I am not seeing your uh, screen share, so let me get that working. Okay. It was working up to a second ago, so it just, just went yeah. out. I, I can see it in Discord, but yeah. Well, uh, while Wendy's fixing that, I want to say... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to drop it and then put it back up again, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, I also noticed that uh, Eric is not a figment of your imagination, even though his name is not in the uh, the footer of the stream. He is oh, actually I to... here. <laughs> you need to... He's and real. I, think all I right. spelled your name wrong too, Brian. I just failed on all points here. <laughs> <laughs> not a good I'm the man behind the curtain. I don't need a name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm seeing it. Still looks like it's unsung hero. So it looks like it's loading. And for anyone who's just jumping into this, so uh, uh, this is the NVIDIA Omniverse uh, stream. Uh, Omniverse is NVIDIA's platform for real-time simulation and collaboration. It connects to a lot of different tools that people already use and love to uh, enhance them uh, based on the USD file format, which allows sharing data easily between these applications and Omniverse. And we're able to take advantage of Omniverse's great rendering capabilities uh, to improve your iterate uh, your your projects much quicker, um, and we're talking to the physics team today. Okay, I think it's back go. up, guys. <laughs> Sorry Take about away, that. Paul. We're good. We're ready. <laughs> okay, so um, again, I have this horse, and I'm just going to kind of explode view it, right? And all I did was hit that hit hit fracture selected, and now I'm just kind of increasing the 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 radius right and you can see that i've got fractures but these are now static more or less right like i can't really adjust this again unless i delete what i just did and try again and then we can use this random seed to kind of kind of vary it up if we want to try right like we can do that so but it's all a lot random luck and it's not very easy to place the fractures exactly where you want it right it's, so it's that's a, it's a crapshoot yeah, it's kind of a crapshoot. So, and, and I, I hate to say that, though, because if, if you're really careful, it can be a fine way to author. That said, this way might be a lot better, right? And this is the yeah, alternative. It, just, it's a, it depends on how specific you want for the look. 
Right. If you have so, something really specific, it's hard to get exactly what you want. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to hit reset blast data, and I'm going to get rid of blast. Oop, I got it rid of the wrong part, I think. I hope. Uh, reset blast data. Okay, there we go. So now my horse is back together. Everything's back, everything's back to where it was. This is the original scene again, right? So now I've just got my, my mesh here, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of make that process a little smoother, okay? And how we'll do that is we're going to go into our Omnigraph. And then if you right-click, you can grab nodes, okay? You see, add node. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the blast panel, and I'm going to grab the fracture node because I know I'll need it. I'm going to show them how to get to the, the Omnigraph editor real quick. Oh, yeah. You can go Window, Omnigraph. Uh, where is it? I'm sorry. It's, it's just up Omnigraph, Editor. editor. And is then there's this little thingy here. Is that available now or is that going? Uh... I believe it, I believe it's available now. Okay. It, I think it's available. Not all the nodes that we're going to show you are, though. Right. Like I said, Omniverse itself or Omnigraph itself is still in the early development stages. We're trying to kind of dog food it internally and, and stress on it and give them feedback to help push it along. But yeah, all the features that we're showing aren't necessarily live. Okay. And we should mention that there's uh, yeah, definitely some flux there. There was a uh, feature they had that made it a lot easier to do this. They dropped it, they're putting it back in. But we're right now showing you the. Um, a method of doing this that's a little bit clunkier. Oh, It'll be easier. Sure. Yeah. It's really It'll not be so easier. Bad. So here what I'm doing is I'm grabbing the graph IO and I'm grabbing import USD data. Okay. So that's going to import our USD data right to the stage. And here we want to take our input. So if we select this now, we can go to our properties and then in, in the relationships, we want to add the target of what we want to utilize. So we're going to go to our horse, Right? Then we're going to grab our statue, and we're going to grab the horse. And we're going to say add. Okay? So now... And if you're wondering why, why you can't just drag the horse in there and do that, that's what's going to be. Yeah, yeah right now... Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you will be able Normally to just you grab should be able the horse. Just grab, yeah, grab the prim and drop it onto the graph, and it'll do it right now. That there's kind of... Yeah, this but these three options, none of them work for us. We need the correct option. Right. So right. that's coming. We just it's, want, it's coming. We want just the prim itself, not... Yeah some other view. And this import anyway. USD prem is fine. It works fine. Okay. So for now, just we're, we're using that. Okay. So, um, so now it's linked up to our target and we are pretty much all set for that. Now what we want to do is we want to create a particle system, right? So we're going to create a particle system and we're going to go into scatter points. Okay. And here we are going to grab our sphere. So we're going to need uh, to select this guy and then say add targets again and then this time on the particle node we're going to add the sphere okay and say add okay so now the particle of the spheres I'm sorry the sphere is making a random set of particles around it okay and we've got all these little points that are living on the top of the sphere I don't are they interpenetrating as in well it. they're yeah, in so it also actually they're inside, yeah. Actually, we want to take them off the surface. We were seeing some problems with the surface points before. So you want scatter inside volume off? Scatter inside. No. We want scatter inside that one on. on. We want the other two off. So that's going to distribute randomly however many Only points Only with inside set. of it. Only within it. Inside of it, yep. 
Yep. Got so it. then the the value above there, you can set how many points you want inside of it. Drag Leave it at default there. for now. Okay. So now I've got my import USD prem. Now I need to fracture it. And this is where I'm going to have to open up the hamburgers. And I believe this one too, I have to open up the hamburger. Correct me if I'm wrong, Eric. This part still confuses me a little. So yeah. the output points go to the input points. Is that correct? Correct. And then the output of the prim goes to the input prim. And now I want you to watch the stage. You'll see that now as soon as we did that, our horse got our blast base and our blast instance, okay? And now we can actually select, and that just came from this here, okay? So now if we were to select our horse in blast and open up our explode view radius, you'll see that nothing is happening, right? And that's because we haven't actually started to penetrate with our sphere yet. But as soon as we do, we start getting penetration of the sphere. I want to turn down the how explode radius. Yeah. But you can this see how one. the density of the, the pieces of the horse is much higher right around the, the sphere, whereas like the head is still a very large chunk. But around the rear of the horse, you have lots of little pieces because that's where all the fracture sites are. The now that we see this, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to disable the visibility of that sphere now that we understand what's happening there. And now the sphere is still there, and it's still doing its point work, but we're not able to, you know, it's not blocking our view. And you'll see that as we move it around, oops, boy, it's a little sluggish. Yeah, definitely lots of optimization left to do here. Make it more interactive frame rates. The idea here is that you can then, you know, drag the spheres around. Um, you can actually, if you did a, a fracture of the horse itself and there was a, a particular piece that you wanted to subfracture, you can target that sub piece um, with the scatter node and drive subfracture on it. So then you can fine tune, okay, how many pieces do I want this to, to break into? And it's just, it's a lot more interactive way to author the look and you can sit and you know twiddle with the the sliders and the numbers and kind of fine tune it or you know shift the sphere around slightly i don't like it right there i want to have the impact point over here this is where i want the density of all the pieces um, and and kind of interactive rates here it's you know a little bit slow but when we get the performance up you'll be able to do that in real time and have a, a much better iteration loop A couple quick questions. Um, one um, from Mo Classic: Is there any update of the roughness working in RTX real time? I roughness on what? Not my area of expertise. Okay, so we'll we'll come back to you, uh, Mo Classic, uh, is that offline. Material based, or we'll see if he clarifies or she. Yeah. Um, I, I I believe in RT mode, there's um, there's some thresholds around roughness. Um, so if you cross a certain roughness threshold, it stops doing certain passes. Oh. I, I assume that's that's what's being asked about. Okay. But I don't have any details on 
uh, its behavior changing. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. will. We wrote that down and we'll get back to you and, and get your question answered. Thank you. And this is pure commentary, but someone is noting that they've never wanted to see a statue of a horse get smashed so badly in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> we put physics on it. We could hit play and drop it. Yeah, we can. It's got physics. It's what the crowd wants. Yeah, you can see here, like, he's got the head shattered into more pieces than the body. So it kind of it lets you play with it and kind of drag it around until it gets the look that you want. Or you don't have to completely re-roll the dice every time. You can make fine-tune adjustments a lot easier than when using the, the panel style. And you can also uh, choose the volume that you're going to scatter the points in. For example, you can use a cylinder applied to a plate of glass to get sort of a bullet in a hole sort of pattern. So that user also asked, does the mesh have to be closed for complex meshes with multiple par uh, parts? Do the parts have to be connected through geometry? Okay, ideally. so, yeah, so uh, I, ideally, yes, they should be watertight, non-intersecting. Um, you can compose it out of multiple parts, though, and, uh, and those can be uh, put together. <laughs> uh, but each, each piece should be watertight. Not intersecting, yeah. non, non self intersecting. Yeah, we have some stuff we can show real quick with combining meshes as well. Um, there's OmniGraph nodes that let you take multiple meshes or a scope or transform trim that holds a, a whole ton of meshes and combine them into one thing and then fracture them or fracture them and then combine them. It's, it's very f flexible that way. Can you shatter it? Uh, can you can you sta shatter two statues by them hitting each other? Of course. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They're just they're rigid bodies, so they'll interact with any other rigid bodies. I feel like we need like a, a very generic cartoon sound effect for for things breaking. Can you, can you give the bottom one an upward velocity? I love of course, now we're just. That. <laughs> it's therapeutic Boy, in a way, right? Like you're having a bad oh, day. The best. <laughs> yeah, I love my job. <laughs> they pay me to break things. Of course, right? You can create, you create a, a digital twin of something and destroy it, and it doesn't uh, doesn't impact the real thing. Uh, we need to get the printer from Office Space. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, that's amazing. And so what he did there, he just instanced the, the destructible. And so the nice part about what that's doing is we only do the heavyweight um, mesh data once. And then you can make any number of instances of them. And they're independent. They can break independently. Um, but you're not paying the full overhead of all the, the mesh and fracture data for each one. Right. Did okay, you use well, Control-D for that, Paul? Uh, I. I just force quit because. Oh, that. Okay, yeah. But no, I'm no, 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 no. for the for the create the instance, for the horse the duplicate. Yeah, you can just select it. Control D for duplicate, and you. That's got what I did. That's exactly. Destructible copies as you want. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. The problem was that I crashed. Well, the whole army. Yeah. Yeah. The, ori the original yeah, one is is, is a single instance. Yeah. Exactly. All right, we got a clarification on the roughness question. Uh, I mean roughness of the glass materials. You can create a sphere and put a glass material on it and modify the roughness of the material, like 
Mm-hmm. Now when you choose RTX Path Trace, the material is looking good, but if you switch to RTX Real Time, the roughness doesn't seem to work. Okay. Um, I would have to ask the RTX team. I can do that. Um, I mean, that's what the forums are for, to ask those kind of questions. True. You can also ask the live streams, Paul. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying. What Paul meant to say was, you might find your answer on a forum. <laughs> that's what I was kind of saying. <laughs> Yeah, our, not going to be very much help for RTX questions, though. Sorry. Yeah, that's all I was trying to say is like that's not our uh, RTX questions are going to be something that's going to be outside of our purview. Uh, okay, so what's our next stage here? What do you want to do now? I think we're going to move on to putting smoke on this. Is that what the plan was? Do that. We could show the combined setup real quick if you wanted, or we can we can skip that. That one's not as fun as smashing horses into the ground. Well, the the horses got crashed, so I'd have to re redo it. But I can do that. Yeah. No, that's fine. No, no, no. No, I'm saying let's let's move on from this. But we can we can skip the combined wall. That one's not, not as. Yeah, we're getting we're getting a request. Put fire and smoke and smash it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the kind of request I like to answer. <laughs> Although I do understand not having a, a roughness control would be annoying. Yeah. Be frustrated. That is, that well, is. should we move on to uh, to flow then? Let's, hey, Andrew, I, how hard would it be to make the the horse emit fire the way the bunny did that you, you set up before? Um, possibly not. Not too bad. Do we dare do it on a live stream? If that's too much of a <laughs> curveball to throw in the middle of it, but the, the bunny looks super cool. Yeah. Um. We can. Tr- yeah, we can try. Yeah. Let's go for it. Um. So if we're doing fire, just start with uh, creating a flow pr- fire preset. So create flow reset fire fire effect. Yep. Okay. Um. Oh, did that just put it under the horse? That's fine. Um. So expand under the horse there. Um. You can get rid of that sphere emitter. Then click on the horse prim, and go create. Flow mesh emitter. Um, and you could almost start hit play with that and see what happens. It, well, we don't have. Oh, uh, we don't yeah, have you just got to set the. Yet. Oh, no, that's fine. Set the flow layer on the, the mesh first. I think it needs to be set probably to one. Flow layer on the mesh. Where's that? No. Uh, so you flow emitter mesh, then scroll down to layer. It's scroll back up. Up higher. Yeah, it's alphabetized. And set that to one. Now try to play again. There we oh, go. Oh, wow. That was awesome. That's a lot of fire. <laughs> Yeah, so one other uh, render setting thing, go to render settings, 
then yep and then yep yeah now try it again should have a little bit less ghosting explain what that was for people on the stream yeah this is uh this is an, an just an older issue we had the um the, the rendering doesn't always know that the, the flow volume has changed. Um, and so this this reset accumulation on time change is, is a workaround that, that lets the path tracer know if, if the timeline is moving, stuff is changing, and it should just assume that it's changing. Um, and, and I'll mention here, too, so as, as far as new features go, one of the new features developed... Um, that, that hasn't gone public quite yet is this mesh emitter. So it, it will mean the ability to take any arbitrary meshing kit and say, I want to emit fire from it or I want it to behave like a collider. Um, and it'll work directly off the triangles. Oh, that's so cool. Can one object make another object catch fire? Um, yeah, yes, um, maybe not quite to the degree you would be looking for yet. So what you can do right now is you can have uh, one mesh emitter emit fuel and you could have another mesh emitter uh, either fully on fire or just hot and you could light the fuel um, that way. Um, what we have not developed out yet is like a full uh, solid fuel material model. So when you think of the, the flow fuel right now is more like you're just putting a gas out that can immediately light. Um, so the, there's, there's still more work to, to support saying, okay, this mesh, I want you to treat it as wood, where there's you know, a process of heating the wood up before it starts to release energy. Yeah, it sounds like they were headed that way, though. It's great. Yeah. Just another comment, fire, I love you. <laughs> another yes. one, you have made all my dreams come true. <laughs> it's the first for the live stream, it's great. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I started here at NVIDIA, um, Brian and I, I, I worked in the quality assurance department and Brian and I, we were, we were doing a lot of stuff with uh, blast, um, you know, testing it out, making sure everything worked. That was the best part of my day. <laughs> just bringing in objects and just breaking them. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so someone's asking, uh, Papa Chuck, um, who's actually very active on our, uh, on our uh, Discord, so great to see him here. Um, uh, how do we add smoke? Right. Um, so typically, the way that's done today, there's there's kind of two things. One is the so the color map. You can specify that when you hit lower temperatures, um, you shift to like a black or a gray smoke. Um, and then what the fire preset doesn't so by default the fire preset um tends to fade out that part of the curve so it's already there it just tends to be faded out um if you reduce the amount of smoke fade then you'll get more smoke that stays around okay that's great um 
Now the question, will we be able to modify how the lights behave via custom MDLs? Yeah, that's a, a material question. Um, that's a we'll Frankie, uh, yeah. Frankie question, right? Yeah. So uh, also, uh, if anyone who's uh, watching or listening has questions that uh, don't get covered on the stream, you could, uh, of course, go to the forums, as Paul uh, kindly suggested, uh, where Wendy is our uh, our forum queen. Uh, or you could go over to Discord. Uh, we have NVIDIA Omniverse Discord, just discord.gg slash NVIDIA Omniverse. Uh, we have lots of uh, channels there set up for the different apps and connectors and a general one for questions. So feel free to post your question there, and we'll um, we'll try to help you there. Yeah, there's a link uh, in the top right corner of the stream. Uh, hopefully it takes you to Discord. If not, you can just type it in. <laughs> Sorry guys, I was just getting caught back up to where I was. It's okay. We're uh, answering some other questions. Will you add AI to fake physics simulation? I'm not sure where Will Classic means there. Will you add AI to fake physics simulation? I guess. Uh... Well, that's more of a question for the. I mean, we're we're we're, you know, doing uh, destruction and 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 fluids here. Um, uh, I think the physics team has, you know, considered those kinds of questions as far as. Uh, AI goes or or machine learning of any sort, we are uh, currently researching ways of using machine learning to um, to create the fracture patterns so that you can say, oh, that you know, a realistic way for something, you know, a Ming vase to break would be would be this, and um, and it would apply it to whatever shape thing you had that had that sort of material and um in some intelligent way so that's that's uh the route we're looking down right now i don't know if that's in any way related to your question but yeah the idea would be that it, it takes into account both the shape of it like in in the horse case it would be more likely that the limbs would break off because they're thin than snapping straight through the torso right. um, but then also taking into account what's the material is it wood is it ceramic is it you know right. metal like those kind of properties and where you could just pick okay here's my model here's the material that has physics properties on it now go break it and would do it in a realistic way for you we actually had an answer posted on the material question from somebody else uh okay. you can control fire smoke color alphas with a color map editor that's from uh Looks like Mr. Tyner himself. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Tyner. Thank you for yes, thank you for joining the chat. I, I saw. I see the one question asking about uh, little fire particles coming off the mesh emitter. Um, so to clarify, there, there's no, um, there's there's no points being emitted. Um, it is purely voxel at the moment. Um, you know the the voxel detail is fine enough you know you can start to emit things that would look like little particles you can put tiny wisps of fire because um, there is also there's also a, a flow point emitter now where if you just want to emit a, you know 
several voxels worth of fire, you can do that. Um, right. There each is voxel has density and velocity, right? Right. And that's how it moves around between. I think, like, even for me, I have trouble not saying, you know, particles or points because that's what I'm used to thinking of. But it's it's a, a very small grid, but each grid cell has a density value and a velocity value, and that's how it propagates between cells. Right. They're starting to look as small as sparks just because we've been able to drive the voxel size so small. Um um, and, and the one other thing I'll mention too, there is, uh, we have an OmniGraph-based particle system, and there is, an, a, there is an example template in that where we did mix um, some particles um, with flow. So it's like a, making like a little simple uh, campfire sort of thing. So in that, so you have the flow for the main part of the fire, and then you have... Um, little fire particles also going up with the fire. So we can also achieve it by mixing systems like that right now. Right. Um, I don't know if we have any particular time limit, but we may want to move on to the other scene so we can show a more complicated setup. You have 30 seconds. 30 seconds. <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Go. Go. Um, yeah, so, but the, we've got another scene built that shows the, a really good interaction between flow and blast. It's not like a horse on fire, but so what we were trying to do is essentially make kind of simulation driven effects where I'm calculating all of the contact points of collisions between rigid bodies, as well as fracture events of destructibles breaking apart. And I go down to the face level of the mesh and emit from those faces only. So if you, you know, snap a, a rod in half, you would get flow emission just from the faces that are involved in that break. As you can see here, we've got a scene set up with three walls and there's a tank that drives in, shoots a big shell at it and pieces fly everywhere. And the dust that's coming off of the cinder block chunks that are flying out of there. And as they hit the ground, it's doing it exactly where the pieces are hitting. So if you modify your scene, you don't have to spend hours redoing the effects to match. The effects are all based on the simulation of the rigid bodies. Oh, that saves so much time. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys have been working on the scene specifically for this live stream. Is that, uh, is that accurate? Um, I mean, it started as we needed a wall. And then I was like, well, we can't just have a wall. That would be boring. So then I said, we're blowing, we're blowing stuff up, right? Well, why don't we use the tank that we have in our content? So I made this scene just to kind of go around. I grabbed some of the squad assets. So if you don't know about this, um, this is really nice to know, uh, especially if you're just getting into Omniverse. Um, this is a really nice way to kind of just get started because, like, sometimes getting your own crap in here is not that easy and it takes a little time to figure out, like, how everything works. It's nice to just have content to get started with on day one. So if you install um, either localhost or if you have access to an, an Omniverse server, uh, just I'll go to localhost. Actually, I don't think I have localhost set up on here. Uh, but if you just go to any Omniverse server, there's a folder called NVIDIA. 
And then inside of here, you can get assets. And then we have all sorts of assets in here. And we have demos and samples. And I had just grabbed them out of, I think it was under assets, machinima, squad, props. And then there's just all sorts of cool stuff in here. There's just tanks galore. There's all sorts of vehicles. And I just pulled everything out from here. So, but there's a, there's a lot of content in here and you can play around and whatever your fancy is, you can probably find a, a, a suitable set of geometry to go ahead and make almost any kind of scene you would want. So just to tinker around in here, you'll find a lot of cool stuff. Um, and that's what I made the scene out of. I just grabbed the squad stuff and just kind of created this cool scene. And then um, when you hit play, so, sorry, so go ahead. To highlight real quick, um, along the same lines, we've been trying to build our own samples so that people can look at it and see how we set stuff up. Um, so for the blast stuff specifically, if you go to window physics, I think it's demo scenes, uh, there's a, a blast section in there. But we don't have to load them up, but uh, if you expand that out, you can see there's fracture graph and combined graph, um, different samples. You can load them up. It's I built them, not Paul, so they are very, very programmer art. It's the <laughs> cubes and spheres that have a texture on them, and that's as fancy as I got. But it demonstrates how you would start to use the features. Um, so it's something useful to get you started, too. Very good to know. I, I okay, so squares and spheres is pretty awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. so, like so on this, this one, one yeah, I say this <laughs> is basically the entirety of the uh, of the Omnigraph, right? Yep, that's it. There's three nodes. One of the nodes is a prim. <laughs> the one on the right is actually the on the right. Sorry, I'm going backwards. That's actually the flow emitter. So this is showing you can take the outputs of these the nodes in the graph and actually drive attributes on the prim directly. That's a really powerful way to update properties, um, and it can you know animate them over time. It can be a one-shot deal, however you want to do it. Um, so then that the middle node is an adapter that's taking the events that are generated from destruction and collisions, and it's translating it into the format that flow needs. The one on the left is the one that's actually generating the events. So you can think on the left is the data source and on the right is the sync. In between there's just a translate layer and that's it. Um, and that's so for basically any scene where you wanna have dust coming off of things that are colliding or breaking, that's really all that you need. Other than that, you still have all of the flow prims and Andrew can talk about what the, the values are there that you would want to manipulate to get different looking dust or you know different effects. But from an Omnigraph setup, it's intentionally kept really, really simple. And then the idea is that that middle layer right there is currently flow adapter. But if we had an, an audio system or a traditional particle system or whatever, we could make another adapter node, take the output from blast node that he's got selected there and drive any number of adapters that could go and process those events in whatever way that's specific to their system. So it's intended to be kind of, we keep adding more tools to this this box and you can you know, add new functionality later on to an existing graph by just dropping a new node and plugging it into a couple new sockets. We got an interesting question. Could, could this scene be made available to the community on Discord or the forums? Probably at some point, sure. 
I just would have to export it and get it through, you know, whoever it has to go through. But yes, that shouldn't be hard. Okay. You heard it from Paul. It will happen. I will, I will, I will try to make it happen. How about that? <laughs> I'm very afraid to make commitments. Edmar oh. already said it. Oh, oh. done. <laughs> already been promised. That's, that's fine so long as Edmar makes the commitment. Uh oh. <laughs> they, they, they hope they can't wait to see everything explode. Okay, so, so I guess one other thing I wanted to say real quick, like the scene is fairly simple. We have three walls; they're just copies of the same thing. Um, but the Omnigraph setup would be identical if we had a thousand things that were all unique, destructible instances. Here, right now, uh, we only have one layer of dust, but the the goal is that. The system is going to be material driven so each different material could have its own flow simulation layer and that you know looks different behaves different and that you would still have one one setup of essentially three nodes that's driving all of it and drives it to crash apparently so you <laughs> have a lot, of different, a lot of different types of stuff going i was on. just getting the video ready that's all oh i've got i've oh, okay. got it ready oh wendy's gonna so, play yeah. it nice Nice, nice, do you nice have it ready? Do you want okay. me to go ahead and so do, do that? Do, Andrew, do you want to talk about any of the, the setup from the flow side? Yeah. Sure. Um, so um, a couple new features that are being shown in this. So so first of all, you're, you're seeing the mesh emitter again um, being used for, for all the dust being emitted. Um, the, the other thing is this is now using uh, flows uh, support for VDB export. So Flow will export to VDB on the fly. It's, it's currently writing it out to disk, and then it pulls it back in to the path-traced volume support so we can get full lighting. Um, so obviously, the VDB export is going to be great if you want to try things in other tools. It's also great for us caching out for render farm. Um, and then we're also going to be working to add a direct path to so that the the flow data can go straight to pass trace volumes. It's just a, a thornier technical problem we're still working on. So if, if Paul goes if Paul goes ahead and pauses it, the the PT volume should catch up, um, and then we can uh, see that in viewport. You may also want to collapse your stage view. I think it's trying to to update hundreds or thousands of prims. It's gonna be sad. Oh, I love when I knock over my water. <laughs> I don't know where I went. I disappeared. Okay, there I am. Oh, wow. I know it's possible. So as, it looks as so good. <laughs> as before, you know, the getting this stuff to be closer to real time or interactive speeds is, is definitely something we're actively pursuing uh but for now uh um you know we can set up the scenes and uh they're it's great for film capture you're gonna you'll see that in a moment like these, right these the, walls the, are built out of all the cinder blocks and even the mortar is a separate mesh and then all of those are broken down into a bunch of pieces i forget it's like a couple thousand individual meshes total wow it's a lot it's a lot. Eric said, build me a realistic wall. 
Eric, Eric did not said, say that. No, he said, I didn't. Build me a realistic wall that I was impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Paul said. That does not sound like something I would say. <laughs> Please be as abusive as possible to this system. <laughs> Yeah, the path trace volumes were a lot of the, the cost on, on rendering this out. We're still working on optimizations to make path trace volumes faster. And then uh, when I profiled things before, we were seeing like more than, you know, 4,000 plus chunks at once. Um, so that's having to go through physics and, and USD. And so definitely much larger than stuff we've done before. Andrew, can you talk about the collision and flow too? That was a big one. For right. You. So, Add right. So, so, so this is one. This is another new feature. I know people have asked about uh, collision support before, and and right now, you know, the answer has just been you can kind of repurpose an emitter, and that's very manual. Um, so, so one of the the new features this is showing is that uh, Flow can now take all of the convex holes that PhysX has baked in for its rigid bodies and use those automatically as collision. So as all of these hundreds of little shards of the wall are flying through the, the cloud of dust, they're imparting velocity and pushing things around and it, it makes it look super realistic, really impressive really great trails and swirls and everything and it's just it's automatic it just happens well, i think you've whetted everyone's appetite shall we watch the video are you ready are you guys yeah. ready for this i, I think we made them wait long enough let's hit play all right I mean, that tank looks so sweet. Those, they really did a nice yeah. job rendering it. Those, those modelers look great. And Omniverse renders it amazing. I think, anyway. Oh, yeah. It's so realistic. Yeah, the lighting looks amazing. Oh, <laughs> I can't look. What? Oh my god, that looks so good. <laughs> okay, I'm playing it again. That is crazy. Yeah, like all of those, the long tendrils that are coming off of pieces, none of this was hand authored, which, you know, normally an effects artist would have to. Yeah. Very specially, you know, sculpt all of that and you change one piece or change how the wall's broken up and well, now you got to throw you that away. Do do again. Every, yeah. Like here, it's just, it just would update automatically. So then you can combine uh, the simulation dust part of this with the stuff we were showing you before. So like, okay, I don't like how the wall breaks or um, I want to change where, you know, the tank shell impacts it. Well, you can just drag a couple of nodes around or adjust a couple of values on them and hit go again. And it's all going to be updated for you and look correct. Oh and with the, the VDB support, the, the lighting on the, the dust is correct. And the collision coming from all those pieces is correct. And like, it's all just, it's automatic. It's consistent and just beautiful. It's gorgeous. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Better than cubes and spheres, Wendy? 
we have a quick question. Uh, are things like mesh emitters and particles and soft body physics transferable between DCCs? I guess that's a so, USD. So, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah. So, so one comment I'll make. So, like the right now, I I don't know if we have plans to say like for the flow case of like picking up the flow runtime and trying to put it in all of these apps. Um, Nano VDB is definitely what we see as like the interchange format uh, to be able to at least take your captures and move them around. Um, the I guess the, the the physics is a little bit of a different situation because there there is a full physics schema that's now part of the USD standard officially. So um, we might start seeing sort of official support across multiple apps if they're they're satisfying that schema. Um, I don't know where soft bodies are at at the moment, because um, I, I think we did the rigid body stuff first. Yeah, but even on the physics stuff, I could see them potentially supporting transferring authoring between them, but doing the full simulation of it, I think, would be a pretty tall order. Yeah, the, this match. I mean, short of integrating physics into another DCC. And this is a, a super high technical question, so brace yourselves. <laughs> Am I the only one that thinks that Paul looks like Harrison Ford? Um, <laughs> Eric, do you have an well, answer? Well, that goes, that goes in line with my, my daughter's statement this morning. Yeah, she yeah. She say you're the most handsome daddy in all the world. <laughs> She's right. Like Harrison Ford. Han Solo. And then she asked you for a pony. <laughs> you got out your credit card and you're like, yes. <laughs> Take it. Anything, anything you want, dear. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think oh, that's... This, this, yeah, one quick, one quick, uh, this is really quick. Um, so they're asking if... Uh, all the devs right now in the stream are actually working on the scene at the same time. We have done a live stream where we've done collaboration where multiple devs are on the same stream. You can look at that um, on the NVIDIA On Demand or our YouTube channel. This one is not. This is basically just uh, one developer on the scene. But you could have easily had, right? You guys could have easily been all working on the scene together at the same time. Yeah. yeah. NVIDIA, uh, the Omniverse platform is actually built for that. It's built for collaboration. Um, so you could work with one or more people on the same scene at the same time. Uh, and you can imagine the, the change in workflow that that, um, that provides. So uh, we'll definitely want to do more of those because I think we've gotten a lot of questions on that and when people love seeing it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, so we'll we'll do we'll do more of those. But uh, on none of that note, let us know if you have any suggestions uh, for future live streams next week. We have an awesome, awesome live stream. If you watched our user group meeting uh, from GTC a couple weeks ago, you got a sneak peek uh, when we interviewed some graduates from the uh, UAD, which is a university in Mexico, uh, University of Digital Arts. Uh, they have a game program, and their senior game engineers are required before they graduate to write a little custom game engine. What they did, uh, even without talking to us, they went, and without using our documentation or videos, they actually created a custom Omniverse connector for their own game engine. So they created a connector that let their game engines uh, work in Omniverse and talk to each other. Uh, super fascinating. So we're going to spend a good hour or so talking with the three students who each one of them made their own connector. So we're going to look at their game engine and look at their connector and see how they did it, uh, what their recommendation they do, uh, they have for making your own connectors. But 
we love that. We love seeing how people are able to just uh, on their own or with our, our resources, be able to connect their own stuff to Omniverse. And we would love to see more of that. So if you're doing something like that, let us know because we'd love to highlight that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And we definitely need to do more videos on just blowing things up. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have you guys back for another stream real soon. Um, and hopefully a lot sure. of these features will be available to the public when that happens. Um, yeah so thank you thank you eric thank you paul thank you brian thank you andrew um you guys are great. yeah thank you so much for taking time to uh you know help us get <laughs> help us understand blast and flow and we'll see you guys soon thanks for watching thanks everybody everyone thank you bye-bye